16 minutes to 11, RTHK uh, Radio 3 Morning Brew with James Ross for one day only. Phil is taking a day off today. I'm um, very pleased to be joined in the studio by our occasional columnist, Neil Newman. Neil, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Now, um, I know you're based in Lantau and uh, you've built your recent life around uh, Lantau. And it's been the last uh, few months, I guess, almost the last year. Uh, a lot of people have taken a lot of interest in Lantau because it's somewhere to go, right? Absolutely. It's, um, particularly this year, we, we noticed it, residents there, that, um, you know, the, uh, the uh, Chinese New Year holiday and the, uh, the long extended Easter holiday um, actually provided a, an excellent opportunity for Hong Kong people to, I, I suppose, almost rediscover Lantau because um, it offers an awful lot to um, local tourists and places to go, places for the kids to run around, um, see all kinds of uh, activities down to camping in sort of um, unusual places, probably at the risk of being sniffed by a buffalo at some point in the middle of the night, but um, <laughs> but, but a lot of fun and there are some beautiful beaches there um, and yeah, overall it's a very good destination. So local businesses have been picking up, doing very well. The restaurants, some of the restaurants actually had um, a record Chinese New Year right. um, booked out completely. And um, little local businesses such as cycle rentals and things like that has really sort of sprung up and flourished. So um, I know just even good. just even getting on a ferry actually from Central to Lanto could be a bit of a challenge. Uh, sort of mid morning on the weekend, can't e- it? Exactly, in the, right in the middle of Easter. I think uh, one of the lunchtime ferries they actually had to put on another two fast ferries because mm. the, um, the, the, the they were completely full. So at some point that needs to be addressed. But um, actually they are the ferry company, some ferries, improving the service a lot with um, with bigger bigger boats mm. and faster boats. So um, it's a very comfortable ride. Now, you know, I know that in uh, previous times when you've come in on, on one occasion, you were talking, in fact, about the buffaloes and the cows that, that roam Lantau. And I know you have a sort of environmental hat on and that you like Lantau as a place to live, don't you? So I, I guess the, where we're going is, is where are we going with yeah, Lantau? I'm, I'm no tree hugger, but mm. um, but yes, it is a very pleasant pleasant place to live, and um, the the local wildlife is um, it, it's very nice to to see and interact with. Um, you've got to be mm. careful, obviously, and there are some some beasts over there you don't want to get too close to. Mm. Um, but overall, it's a very pleasant environment. If you think about other major cities in the world, um, it's very rare that you can get to see this kind of um, environment in such a short distance from the uh, from the city centre. It's 30 minutes, right? Mm. And so for a place to live, it's becoming more popular. And uh, it's not for everybody, but, um, but yeah, it's a very easy place to live, um, a good place to think and work. And then, of course, to get to the city, it's, it's very easy to, to come in. Mm-hmm. But it might not be like that for, for much longer, right? Well, this is, this is the thing, and um, it's been bothering a lot of people that, um, you know, everybody understands there is a, a severe shortage of housing in Hong Kong. And, um, you know, alternatives have been been put forward and thought about. The government is still very keen on a major project of of filling in um, the islands around Lantau, the Lantau Tomorrow Vision project, which is, um, oh, it's a massive, you know, very, very ambitious project which will bring motorway and uh, MTR in. Um, But one of the the big issues with this, apart from the enormous expense, is it's going to take a long time. Mm. So... Um, once they start to actually start to reclaim the land um, and presumably going to have to deal with a lot of the impact on the wildlife and the pollution and everything like that, and it's going to take 10 years before there is, is one, one flat available for anybody. Um, which, given right. the need, is, is very immediate. Um, just let me think, and maybe there might be some alternatives. 
And what's and what sort of alternatives well, do, you, do you think they, <laughs> they think there could be? Well, this is this is based on the what we're seeing in the change in the economy of Hong Kong. Um, mm. So, it, it really will kind of hinge on that. But the evidence is there. I think that firstly, um, particularly with the port. Um, certainly since I've been living in, in Hong Kong, actually from way, way before, there's been a slow decline of the port's activities, um, which has accelerated actually over the past three years. So in 2004, it was ranked as the number one port for throughput in the world. And then it dropped down to number two in 2005 and six, then number three from 2007, then number four from 2013. Really? And so it goes on. Yeah, it mm. just goes right the way down. 2019, um, we're at number eight. Oh, wow. Um, I, I somehow still thought we were, it was neck and neck with Singapore, you know, we well, were still up there. I noticed it sort of actually anecdotally by, you know, the ferry ride in, um, mm. even since, since I've been, been over in Lantau, that um, the ferry used to slow down a lot for huge container ships and would bob around the back over the wake. Yeah. Um, and that rarely happens these days. Um, I see everybody go rushing to the, to, the, to the window and take a picture of the back of the boat. Um, so I've got a collection <laughs> of those somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's sort of, it doesn't really happen so much anymore. And then you can see just by the, the stats, which comes from the, um, the Marine Department, MARDEP, mm. um, that yes, it's dropped right the way down. So, so really, it lost out initially to Singapore. Uh, and then to Shanghai, and Shanghai has, re has remained the, the busiest port in the world since 2010. Mm. And so ahead of Hong Kong now, um, there's a whole bunch of them, but there's a lot in the Greater Bay Area, um, obviously Shenzhen, Guangzhou. Is that where the traffic is all gone? Has it all gone it's up the river? It's shifting that way, yeah. And um, I mean, one of, one of the reasons, of course, is that it's, it's going to be cheaper to land boxes over there. Mm. And with the, um, the, uh, constru the completed construction of the, uh, the Hong Kong-Macau Zuhai Bridge, you have to question whether really the port needs to be right slap bang in the middle of the city anymore, um, when there are alternative ports nearby and a very good transportation connection mm. um, between them. And if you think of London, I mean, London, the, the Docklands, uh, London Port basically moved out to Tilbury when I was a kid. Um, and many, yeah, because it used ago. to be, it literally used to be right in the middle right of the city, in the middle right? Of the city. Yeah. And um, that was moved out and that, those, all those old Dockland areas were redeveloped and um, a very big residential areas, very smart, lovely place to live. Um, and added a lot to, to, to London mm. um, rather than having to land containers. Sure, yeah. So uh, what, what has this got to do then, do you think, with Lantau? Well, I, I think, as I said, I think it, a lot of it depends on the um, on the way the economy is moving. And I've had a I've had a long term sort of theory idea that Hong Kong's long term future is probably going to have an economy similar to Monaco, mm. where oh, okay. um, well, already over ninety percent of of uh, Hong Kong's GDP comes from services, mm. and that's not dissimilar to Monaco. Monaco, if you break down the GDP contributions, it's basically finance, commerce, and tourism. Right. Now, tourism will come back at some point, um, but who knows when and what form it will take. Um, but certainly finance and commerce is, is definitely on the way up. And I mm. think that's probably longer term the, um, the surviving industry um, for Hong Kong, particularly on the finance side, because obviously, you know, we know that the Americans have been kicking out Chinese companies from the stock exchange and they, they come to Hong Kong. And I think Hong Kong basically will become the first choice for a, uh, a mainland company to raise foreign finance. And actually, you'll probably find the foreigners will come here to do business with the Chinese through the Chinese companies through that, that, that um, method. Sure. 
Um, industry is not completely dead. I did actually visit a couple of nice companies, growth companies this week. Actually, refresh my um, uh, my thoughts on on that. But generally, industry and manufacturing has, has gone. So basically, what we're left with really is going to be finance, commerce, and obviously a subset of that will be property. Mm. What does this mean for Lantel? Well, oh, well, actually, what it means, I think, is that the port, um, you know, if the port operations actually are moved, um, it leaves a huge amount of land um, to the um, uh, to, to the east of um, of Singi. Mm. Um, oh, I see. Those areas mm. there, mm. and then of course, you know, Disneyland. Um, yeah, it's sort of a, it's been a very difficult business for Hong Kong government to 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 run operate. It's it's made money for three years and still struggling, and it's difficult to see how um, longer term that can really turn a profit when it's outgunned so much by Shanghai and Tokyo. So, so what you're saying is is close down Disneyland, you know, make some space where the port is, and. Don't build the artificial Don't island. Build, just just go straight ahead and build over there. I mean, Sunny Bay is very well connected by the MTR. Um, I think I think something like this was suggested a while ago, but there's problems with the way the uh, the zoning's been uh, been been put in place. But you know, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, you have to change the rules, right? Mm. One way or the other. So um, my my view would be that, um, and I'm not saying close down all theme parks. You know, Ocean Park is is actually a very successful operation, and I remember it when my children were young here and taken to it, and having fantastic days out. There. Um, and they're not that is not outgunned by regional theme parks. So my thought is that that maybe call it a day, let it go. <laughs> right. And it's a small port after all. Now I'll stop that. Um, it's um, yeah. I think it's um, it's maybe time for for a rethink on um, the land utilisation around there. And if that works, um, then maybe Lantau could be spared a lot of the um, the reclamation projects that were planned. I suppose the port area is a pretty big area, isn't it? We don't because we don't go there. We don't really even some some of us don't even really know what it consists of. To you because you just yeah. go past it, you don't exactly. really. It is absolutely enormous. So you can see it very mm. well from Singy Bridge. Um, and get a get off of oh have a look on Google Maps you can see this massive area of land um, that would make some fantastic waterside properties you know new towns sure um, and you know I think would actually probably even attract more people to Hong Kong um, mm. I mean why would you come and look, go and look at containers right? mm. Um, mm. move that somewhere else yeah I mean it's it's not great uh, tourist attraction is it for sure no, for exactly sure. but it would be it would be a difficult managed uh, project to manage obviously because um there would be some unemployment mm. um mm. You know, i think two two point one percent of the population uh, the working population of Hong Kong work in the port but by re, re repurposing it rather than just shutting it down um it would create a lot of other new job opportunities so um I think it probably could be managed and the same for for Disneyland as well yeah, yeah. Well, interesting idea. I guess the question now is how to get it in front of someone that's going to take some uh, some notice, isn't it? Well, uh, I, I, I suspect it may actually um, it may actually come to the forefront if we do continue to see the economy shift the way it is. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'd like to obviously I'd like to see long term Lantau become mm. a, um, a a proper tourist destination. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be manufactured like a Disneyland because there's lots of natural beauty and animals and all kinds of lovely stuff there beaches are beautiful um and that could be promoted in itself as a tourist destination which would take over i think from from going and feeding mickey mouse neil newman is our occasional columnist thanks a lot neil thank you